Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload. All right, news roundup and information overload hour. We'll get to your calls coming up shortly. 800-941-SEAN, our number if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, anyway, so Janet Yellen earlier mentioned that June 1st is the drop dead date. That's less than a month from now. Today's May 2nd, uh, that they have, that we have to solve or resolve the issue of the debt ceiling. In other words, that's the date America begins to default on its borrowed money. So they need to raise the debt ceiling. All right. To give you a little history, we talked about it some with Matt Gates. Uh, if you go back, uh, from the very beginning, your president Joe decided that he would not talk to Congress. He would not talk to Kevin McCarthy. He said there will be no debate, no discussion, no negotiation. And by the way, they echoed those same sentiments even today. And, you know, we're what, 30 days out now of hitting that June 1st date. So anyway, at maybe back 90 days ago or so, they finally did meet. They have a meeting for May 9th. It'll, it'll almost be day 100 since McCarthy was invited to the White House to talk about the debt ceiling with Joe Biden. Although listening to Corinne Jean Pierre earlier today, uh, they have no intention of, of negotiating at all. I guess the White House kind of forgot the fact that we have co-equal branches of government and that the power of the purse lies with Congress, not with the executive branch. Uh, but they're saying that they're not going to go along with it. Now, to Kevin McCarthy's credit, he was trying very, very hard the last, you know, 90 whatever days or so to get a meeting with President Joe Biden. Biden said, no negotiation, no negotiation, my way or the highway. So they did a really smart thing. I think they passed what is a fiscally responsible bill that saves $4.8 trillion in 10 years. Uh, it caps 
uh, the rate of growth for government and government programs, in other words, the baseline budgeting number, to only 1% increase every single year. Uh, it also impacts some uh, energy uh, bills that Republicans have been trying to get passed, and that it has to do with the economy. It's the lifeblood of the world's economy, and some border issues are involved as well. Now, so Joe Biden will meet with McCarthy, already stating yet again that he's not going to negotiate. And McCarthy, remember, he has a very, very small majority in the House. He's got he I don't think it, he will be able to get any changes moving forward. Now, if, in fact, the full faith and credit of the U.S. government is hanging in the balance, the only way that's going to be stopped is if Joe Biden signs that bill, because I don't think Kevin McCarthy is going to get. 218 members of the 222 members of his caucus uh, to make any of the changes here. They already passed their bill. They sent it over to the Senate. Uh, my understanding is the Senate is basically going to hand it over to the White House. They're not going to vote on it. Uh, and they will, they're not, in other words, they won't have their own bill voted on in the U.S. Senate. And that means that it will be between the president and Kevin McCarthy. But I don't think Kevin McCarthy is going to be authorized by his caucus to give up anything. Now, the question is, why didn't Joe do his job and negotiate in good faith? We have him on tape from 2011 saying it can't be my way or the highway. I think that was the year they came up in 2011 with the sequestration bill. So now Joe Biden has painted himself into a corner. They will claim that Republicans are the ones responsible for any default. But in fact, it's been Joe Biden. Joe Biden would not negotiate. Kevin McCarthy had no choice. And it's a very reasonable bill. He's willing to raise the debt ceiling, but he's insisting on some fiscally responsible measures as well, because we can't keep robbing from our kids and grandkids, which is exactly what we're doing. Anyway, uh, Senator Tommy Tuberville is with us from Alabama. Uh, sir, how are you? I'm doing great, Sean. How are you? What's going on? All right. So my understanding is that the Senate is going to prevent a vote on any bill. Republicans will stay united. Uh, so they're not going to get to the magic number of 60. And uh, therefore, the bill that the House Republicans passed will be sent to the White House and it'll be a negotiation between Kevin McCarthy and, and Joe Biden. Do you agree with that? Yeah, that's exactly, Sean. It's going to come down with the negotiations next week and leadership from uh, the House to go over. McConnell, he'll go over and be involved in this. But as he said, this is the House bill, and he just wants to sit there and listen to it. I don't know who they're going to have there from the administration side because Joe Biden's not capable of carrying on a conversation to get this thing done. And Janet Yellen is the worst Secretary of Treasury we've ever had. So I don't know who they're going to have there that's capable of, of making a uh, – a, a good deal for for everybody i uh, hope they can but we're 100 percent behind the house the senate is and and we're anxious to see what happens uh i was a little bit surprised they were able to to get all the votes that they got but they did they worked it out kevin mccarthy did a good job so uh maybe they can go to the white house next week and uh, they can get somebody from uh, the left to make some good decisions because the american people need a break with all this spending well, they need a break and we need to stop. It's immoral what we are doing. We are robbing future generations of so much money and we're burdening them with all this debt that they, they it's going to get to a point of no return if we don't if we don't stop the bleeding. That's the first thing we got to do. 
So in exchange for raising the debt ceiling so we don't default as a country, uh, we know that China would love to see the U.S. dollar be replaced as the world's uh, currency. Uh, and uh, so we've got a lot of obstacles here. But if I'm Kevin McCarthy, I'd say I don't have the votes to change this bill. This is it. Sign it or you default. You're the one that has been missing in action for 100 days, not me. Exactly. The Democrats have been screaming and yelling about whether the Republicans are going to uh, walk out on the uh, America's paying their debts. And we're not going to do that. Uh, and you saw what happened. The House got it done. Now the ball is in Joe Biden's court and Janet Yellen and all the left. They've been screaming and yelling. So it's time to step up and make a deal, work with it. But you're exactly right, Sean. I don't know how much leeway that Ted McCarthy's got. He probably has some in some point, but uh, this is not for the House. This is not Republican or Democrat. This is for America. As you said, my God, since I've been here, Sean, in two years, we spent $6 trillion more than we should have spent, $6 trillion. It's embarrassing what we've done. And, you know, I would like to send everybody in the country a bill for what they owe, which is every taxpayer owes $250,000 for what the Democrats have done to them up here. And obviously they're not going to be able to pay that debt, but they need to really understand where we're at. I mean, we, we are so far in debt, we can't see straight. And mm-hmm. we've got to make some tough decisions, and we can't keep putting it off because, as you said, our kids and grandkids are, and really us, uh, it, it's to the point now where we're even seeing things that are going to happen to this country in our lifetime that is going to be devastating to the American people. I was glad to see that you took a position on the issue of Title Nine. Now, that's women in sports and especially collegiate sports. I mean, you know, there's always uh, Alabama is always at the top of the ranking list. Uh, Nick Saban is probably one of the best coaches ever in the history of college football. Um, and of course, then you also have your War Eagle fans down there, too. I don't want to, don't want to forget Auburn. Um, but you have taken the position that, in fact, uh, which I think is important, that you oppose biological males competing in women's sports. And how are you going to be able to protect that? I mean, you got your star coaching a girls' basketball team, as I understand it. And by the way, most people call you coach and not senator. I'd rather be called coach because calling you a senator is, frankly, insulting. It really is. And by the way, Nick Saban's listening. He knows I'm the only coach that's got a winning record over him in his lifetime. And so he'll go to his grave knowing knowing that. Oh, man. You know, you're taking a shot at one of the greatest college coaches in the history of of college football. That's ouch. Well, we go way back. And good friends, we play a lot of golf together. But you're exactly right, Sean. This is embarrassing, this this Title IX destruction. Joe Biden's taking a sledgehammer to Title IX. We're the activists, the women activists. Instead of standing up for the women and, and, and girls in sports, they're taking the side of 0.03% of the people in this country which call themselves transgenders and transgender boys. And uh, for them to, to say that they want to compete against girls, number one, it's embarrassing. And then, listen, I, I'm not against transgender or anybody. You can be what you want to be. Uh, that's what this country gives you. It gives you that opportunity to... Think who you are, believe who you are, all that. But to be able to compare yourself uh, physically to go against a girl if you're a biological boy is insane. And we can't allow it to happen. But it just goes to show you how far the left has come. You've got Democrats up here that I know do not believe in it, but they know they won't get campaign money if they don't go along with it because the far left progressive phrases will not allow them to get campaign money. It is just it's it's lunacy 
and uh, it's moronic. And if we don't get this changed, we're going to ruin. Well, we're not going to. Joe Biden, his administration, Democrats are going to ruin girls and women's sports because why would you get into it knowing that sooner or later you're going to have to compete against a biological boy and you're going to be playing for second or third? It's it's crazy. Uh, I guess if they want to have a separate trans category, they could do that. Uh, but, you know, that's that's going to be up to the schools to decide. But the idea that biological men, if Caitlyn Jenner's been on the show and she agrees with me uh, also and she agree, agrees with you, too. Uh, let me ask you about one other issue that has come up. You are on the uh, Health, Education, Labor and and Pensions Committee. Uh, I think you're on the ranking members, Bill Cassidy of Louisiana. And uh, now you're demanding answers from the from California regarding President Biden's nominee to be the secretary of the U.S. Department of Labor um, and about her previous obstruction of immigration officials. Basically, I interpreted it to be helping, aiding and abetting lawbreaking uh, in a letter that you sent. Uh, you said as part of the, of the committee's vetting process for presidentially appointed nominees, it has now come to our attention that in July of 2017, the president's nominee, uh, California State Labor Commissioner, the one that's up for this job, Julie Sue, issued a memorandum to her staff, which allegedly instructed them to refuse entry to U.S. Immigration Customs and Enforcement ICE agents who visited state labor of, uh, offices. And in response to her questions on the record, and specifically your questions uh, requesting the production of memorandum. Uh, she stated that she does not have access to this reported memo and does not recall the precise contents. Do you believe that? No, I don't believe it because it's in the record and she knows that. And she was the California labor commissioner. And first of all, she lost $30 billion to fraud. Now, $30 billion, I didn't say me, $30 billion to fraud. And uh, now, why would you think that's a lot of money? What's thirty billion here and there? You know, it's not much. Yeah, yeah. In DC, it's really no lot, not a whole lot of money. But you're right. And then she turned around and said, "You know, we we uh, we don't need to be going along with ICE and anybody that's coming and looking for for illegals. We need to make sure that uh, if they come in our office, don't work with them." Uh, she sent that memo out to not work with law enforcement across this country, and and that right there to me just disqualifies her to being on any cabinet seat. Quick break more with Alabama Senator uh, Tommy Tuberville or Coach Tuberville on the other side as we continue. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, and now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. You get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of the big carriers Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Now bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, 
offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, and now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. You get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of the big carriers Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Now bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough. 
that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, a word from the 46th President of the United States. So the best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway... On right now. All right, when is the last time you checked the legal title to your home? Now, what if your home's title, that's the legal document that proves you own your home, is in some criminal's name? Well, if it is, that's called home title theft. Everybody's home title is online, and we have criminals all over the world that will forge your signature, and basically it's a race against time to stop them before they take out loans against your home, or even worse, sell your home. Now, my partners at Home Title Lock, they demonstrated how criminals can do it. Now, they found the title to Linda's home online, forged her signature, stating that she sold them her home when she did not. Now, some criminal was now the owner, and that's the reality so how do you know some criminal hasn't taken over the title to your home? Well, you can find out for free with sign up when you use the promo code Sean, S-E-A-N, and go to HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com, promo code Sean, and your first 30 days of protection are free. Do it today. HomeTitleLock.com, promo code Sean. All right, we continue now with uh, Coach and Senator Tommy Tuberville is with us from Alabama. So let me ask you, I tend to agree with you. Do you think you get enough members of the committee uh, to go along with you? Or are you going to lose that battle because the Democrats have the majority? For example, is Joe Manchin or Kristen Sinema on the committee? No, no, they're not on the committee. And and uh, it's already passed through the. Uh, so it's over. The, it'll, yeah, it'll go to the floor now. Now. Uh, I don't know whether Joe Manchin or Cinema. I, I hear that there's four or five Democrats that are kind of balking at, at voting for her. But, um, you know, they voted last time uh, when she was a, the assistant uh, secretary of labor. So we'll see what happens when it comes to that point. But it's just, it just shows you a day in and day out what's happened up here, Sean, that they, they just vote for people that they put up there. They don't look at qualifications. You know, since I've been here, Republicans, we've turned down some people that I thought were pretty good that were Republican-leaning but they just didn't fit the mold. And that's the way you do it. But uh, the Democrats, they just vote strictly party line. They take care of each other. And it's going to put this country under if we don't get them out of the majority. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Last question. I have less than a minute. Uh, so how do you deal with the divide, the football divide in, in your state of Alabama between Auburn and Alabama? How do you thread that needle as a politician? Well, that was, you know, when I decided to run for this job, uh, my wife said, uh, you know, you did beat uh, Alabama seven out of ten times in your tenure at Auburn. If you run, how are you going to get the Alabama vote? And I said, <laughs> five, five coaches, and if it wasn't for me, they wouldn't have Nick Saban because, uh, you know, he took the job after he got, got the rest of them run off. So uh, I got more Alabama votes than I did Auburn votes. So I'm, I'm uh, pretty well set when it comes to working with both sides. 
Yeah. Uh, anyway, I know you'd rather be called Coach, uh, but Coach uh, Senator uh, Tommy Tuberville from Alabama, thank you, sir, for your time. We appreciate you being with us. Thank you. All right, Sean. God bless. God bless. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. All right. Well, tax week last week, and you got the IRS now gearing up, hiring tons of additional staff. Uh, it's not a matter of if they're going to come after you, if they need to. It's a matter of when. If you didn't file taxes, et cetera. Look, if you have any trouble with the IRS, do not deal with them on your own and don't wait until they levy your bank account and they have the power to do that or garnish your paycheck and they have the power to do that uh get the expert help that you need call my friends at rush tax resolution now they're a plus rated by the better business bureau the only tax relief firm i trust and i recommend a lot of my listeners have taken my advice they call rush tax and guess what their tax nightmares are completely over Rush Tax has been coming to the rescue of individuals and businesses with tax problems for years. Uh, they have a toll-free number. Give them a call. It's 800-299-8077. And here's the best part. Rush Tax will tell you up front and for free if they can help you. And they will not take your case unless they know that they can help you, period. 800-299-8077. 800-299-8077. On the web, it's one word, rushtaxresolution.com. All right, let's get to our phones. A lot of you have been very, very, very patient today. Uh, Patty is in Michigan. Patty, hi, how are you? Glad you called. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you for calling in. We're glad you're with us. Thank you. I was listening to you talk to Lawrence Jones yesterday yeah. about the number of addicts living on the streets. LJ, we call him. Yep. He's my buddy. Sorry? LJ. <laughs> LJ. But he was talking, you guys were talking about Again, specifically the number of addicts on the street. And I myself am in recovery from alcoholism. Um, I've been sober for 13 years. But my alcoholism led to some um, very terrible things. I was in an accident, caused an accident that caused a man to die, and I spent seven years in prison. Oh, my gosh. I've been lucky enough to come home, and I was supported enough to go back to school, I became a drug and alcohol counselor, um, and I now work in the service field um, for the Salvation Army. I get to spend my days helping people. I'm, I've done TED Talks on addiction and written books, and I speak in, in to the community all the time. I'm the lucky one. But L- let me ask you a question. Now, you went through all of that. You've been clean and sober now for 13 years. You spent seven years in prison. Um does it stay with you? Uh, look, we always hear about uh, hitting rock bottom. Uh, obviously, that was rock bottom for you. Does that stay with you? Do you do you forget or do you always remember? Does that even help in, in your remaining sober? Um, yes and no. Okay. So all the awfulness of the whole thing and knowing the devastation I caused my family, another family, definitely stays with you. I wish I could say you live totally, you get over the shame and guilt, but I don't think you totally do. In my case, um, it gave me a new purpose, though, and the purpose was to go do something good with a horrible situation. You know, I could tell you right now, I guarantee you that there are addicts listening to this show right now, and I would like to appeal to them. Don't let this learn, learn from Patty in Michigan. 
don't don't let something like what she's describing happen to you. Don't make that your rock bottom. There's help everywhere if you want it. And I urge people, even if it's Alcoholics uh, Anonymous or, or Narcotics Anonymous, whatever these groups are, they're available. There are other people that you can reach out to, people that did achieve sobriety uh, when they never thought they could, and they, they've maintained their sobriety. And I really do hope that uh, people will learn from you without having to have something that dramatic happen in their lives to cause them to finally wake up. Look, if one person can get off of alcohol and and there are millions of them that uh, millions of people that were alcoholics that no longer are, if there are millions of people that can get off even hard drugs like heroin and meth and crack and these other drugs that are out there, uh, opioids, people addicted to Oxycontin, Percocet, uh, all these pain pills, Vicodin. You know, if if one person or, you know, all these people can get off it, that means you can get off it and talk to the people that have been there. They can give you the most help. And I'm kind of speaking through you, Patty, because I know that there are people, you know, that are trapped in this vicious cycle of addiction and it never ends well. It's a matter of how low you're going to go and what finally wakes you up. That's what you're describing. But it also takes a ton of humility, I think, and courage. Um, luckily, I've been doing this for a few years where I've spoken on it, that I have that now to talk about the horrific things that happened to me and to other people because of me. But when you were talking to Lawrence Jones and we were, and talking about these encampments of people with addictions out on the streets and these encampments growing all over our country, I thought, you know, if we, if people don't realize that this is a disease and if we leave them out on those streets, what they will do is just continue to use. What happens then is their disease progresses. What we end up giving them is a death sentence. If we don't do something beyond give them tents, beyond give them paraphernalia, beyond make it legal for them to use, to make it easy, if we don't do something to pull them off the streets, get them sober, sober, get a, give them back their self-respect, their dignity, learn to live without shame and guilt, make them productive. If we don't do that whole picture, then we're just going to continue to have millions and millions of people die from addiction. I'll tell you what I'm actually going to do. I know a couple of people in the throes of addiction. And when I run into people that I know and they're struggling this way, I'm usually pretty hard on them. And not in a mean way, but in a tough love type of way. And my message is very clear. You better get your act together, seek the help. I'll even offer to provide help to them, but they have to be willing to do it themselves. You cannot do it for people. And um, while your, you know, your story on the one hand is tragic, it's also, you know, you triumphed in the end and it changed your life. You can't go back and bring back the life of this person involved in this accident and that will stay with you for the rest of your life. But you have now clearly dedicated your life uh, to making amends and, and dedicating your life to helping other people uh, to help prevent them from experiencing anything similar. And the one other point that I was thinking a lot about is, I am, you know, in the recovery community, we talk about jails, institution and death. But that's where addiction leads. So, you know. Today, it's all the soft on crime and don't put people in jail and all that kind of stuff. Quite often for addicts, that is life-saving. It gets them off 
their substance for a period of time, their head clears, they have uh, ability to make choices again that they couldn't make before. Jails and prisons sometimes are the answer or going to a medical facility where you're told this is do or die time if you don't get off your substance. It often takes being forced and and the um, fear um, to motivate people into getting healthy. Well, you know, th there's also other help available. My understanding is that if you're addicted to narcotics, they have pills you can take that if you ever use any of these drugs, you will become deathly ill. The same with alcoholics. Uh, you can take a pill, and it, I think they have you know short-term use, long-term use, and that pill will make you deathly ill, and then you're not going to be able to drink or be able to do do those drugs. Is that true? That's not exactly right. There is a, a drug called Anabuse that is for alcohol. Right. And a person has to take it daily, and it will make them deathly ill. They'll vomit all day long if they drink when taking Anabuse. Most people will anyways. But the thing is with that, a person has to take that pill daily. Well, and my, my understanding is they now have longer uh, doses, uh, doses that will last, I believe, up to a month. That's what I've read. So they also have drugs called naltrexone or you can Prusat, um, other drugs for alcohol and for some of the other illicit drugs out there or non-illicit drugs. Um, but these are drugs, those drugs mostly take away the cravings. They help with that. They in no way are an end-all answer for an addict. It may be a little helping stepping stone and, and maybe the one that they need. Maybe, a, a, um. Well, once maybe people go, you know, five, six months without a drink and they realize, um, I don't really need this. I'm happy without it. I'm a better person without it. Uh, I don't, my personality doesn't change. Why, why, you know, why, I don't want to go back there. You know, most, it's not a single person. I learned a lot being a bartender. And I, by the way, I think this is a worthwhile discussion, which is why I'm staying with this, because so many people do struggle with addiction. And I learned so much about alcoholism that I could write a book on it. And so much about drug addiction, I can write a book on it. Um, and I will tell you, I, I, the way I explain it is this. Every single individual has a number. And a number is how many drinks they can have until their personality will will alter, will change. In the case of women, they tend to become more flirtatious. In the case of men, they usually become more aggressive. Um, and And you just can see it. I would see right in front of my eyes. I'd know darn well that this person has passed their number and they're in trouble. Sometimes I'd even stop serving them. And then it was interesting. I learned as a bartender that there would be people that come up to me and say, hey, um, if I ask for a vodka and tonic, just make it a tonic and just don't tell anybody. They're like hiding that they're, they don't want to drink or just the opposite. People would come up for, to me and say, uh, when I come up with my husband to order a drink, I'm going to say, can I have a tonic? Can you put vodka in it? And I mean, it's just, I, I learned so much about it. And then people that just start, they don't stop. I would start my, my bartending shift behind the bar at six, six o'clock at night. I'd, last call was four a.m. in the morning and there'd be people sitting in the same seat that drank the whole night. And I was shocked by the level of consumption that they would have. Uh, and I'd make sure they got a cab to go home. I didn't want anyone killing themselves or someone else on the way home. But I mean, and they could sit there and you didn't even know that they were wasted. But that was to them. Just They were kind of maintaining their whatever level of alcohol they needed in their system on any given day. 
So I learned a lot about it. And, you know, while, while my tolerance is high, I'm, I'm a two, three drink guy max on any occasion. That is the max. I just stop. And you are talking about people building up tolerance, which is comes and it progresses more and more tolerance with, with taking in um, the substance. So you're exactly right in that the first step is to get somebody away from that substance. They need a period of time for their head to clear, for their physical body to clear, for their brain to send new messages um, for to be able to. So do you recommend these people go away for six months, go to Betty Ford or if they can afford it or a place like that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, truthfully, a 30-day rehab is wonderful in that it's a start and it gives somebody an opportunity, but it still takes a tremendous, but so most, many, many people fail with that short of time. The longer the period of time somebody has to get sober, they get it out of their system, then they can regain, start regaining a life. They can start regaining some self-respect, some dignity, maybe rebuilding relationships with their family, um, maybe getting a job, all those things that make them back into a normal person that functions in society. And it's then, it's then that long-term sobriety starts. Well, they also have to get to the underlying causes too. I mean, everybody has some emotional baggage that they're carrying around with them. They have some anger, frustration buried deep down inside. And any good therapist, in my opinion, is going to get to the root cause of, of why it is they need to self-medicate because that's what they're doing. And I think that uh, that takes a longer period of time to get to the bottom bottom of it all. You know, I believe there should be a spiritual component to this as well. And that needs to be that uh, you find fulfillment in a, in a belief system that you want to be the best you possible, the better person uh, that God made you to be and and not allow any obstacle to get in the way from finding your true destiny. I believe God created every man, woman and child on this planet. And I believe God gave every person uh, talent. The word education is from the Latin educare to bring forth from within. Well, that's predicated on the belief that it's already in there. You just got to bring it out of people. And I think, unfortunately, people get stuck. And addiction is one area where people get stuck. And I think the earlier the people recognize it, deal with it, get rid of it, the the greater their their life is going to be. But that's my opinion. Patty, I, it's been very instructive. I gave you a lot of time because I think this is an important discussion. I guarantee you someone, someone out there listening today is is going to get help because of what you just said. Thanks so much, Sean. I appreciate it. 800-941-SEAN, our number. We'll continue. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Uh, Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on the Fox News Channel. Set your DVR. Peter Ducey in a showdown with Corinne Jean-Pierre. Uh, we'll show you that. We have breaking news with John Solomon tonight. Uh, our own Griff Jenkins is down at the border uh, dealing with uh, the problem that Joe and Kamala don't seem to want to acknowledge. Uh, of course, five innocent people killed by an illegal immigrant. They won't even acknowledge that the shooter was illegal. Uh, Laura Trump tonight will join us. Uh, Tommy Laren joins us. Joe Concha, Mike Huckabee, and much, much more. Anyway, uh, Hannity, 9 Eastern, set your DBR, Fox News, and we'll see you tonight back here tomorrow. Thank you for making this show possible. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair. It's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia, and you get me, George Campbell. And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. (laughs) You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts.